Hello and welcome to the Power by Rock podcast. Romani speaking with the Las Vegas-based all-sibling rock band, the Dollheads, today about their rocking debut album, What Teenage Angst, their journey to playing Life is Beautiful, the biggest festival in Las Vegas, and what it takes to create a band with your siblings. Not only is this band making some big waves, they're doing it while making their way through high school and middle school, which in itself is never an easy task. I'll try to use language suitable for a younger audience today and find out all about the Dollheads right after this. You're listening to the Powered by Rock podcast with your host, Isaac Kuhlman. The Powered by Rock podcast was created to help showcase some of the best rock musicians in the world and to pass on to future generations the rock music that has inspired rock bands around the world for decades. We want listeners to be able to hear great stories and life experiences directly from their favorite artists, as well as dig deeper into music theory and talk rock like no other show you've ever heard. This isn't about looking cool. It's about getting real and having a great time. Without further ado, let's start the show. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power by Rock podcast. I'm super excited for today's show because I get to talk to a band that's just kind of on the start of their lifelong musical journey that most of us older folk wish we could relive to some extent and learn from our mistakes and go back and just, you know, play again, right? For the freedom of it, because having kids and having a job and stuff like that makes it a little bit more difficult. Today, I'm talking with the Las Vegas rock band, The Dollheads. Welcome, everybody. How are you guys doing? Good. Good to hear. So let's kind of just start off and introduce yourselves because you guys obviously, you know, most people probably aren't going to have heard from you guys. You haven't made it on that national radio shows or anything yet, but kind of introduce yourselves and kind of tell everybody what you do in the band and uh, how, how you're, how you're going with the band so far. Um, so my name is Austin. I'm the drummer for the Dollheads. Uh, my name is Angela. I'm the lead guitarist and singer of the Dollheads. I'm Samantha and I'm the bassist. Cool. So, and I was mentioning this right before we started. So you guys were actually, you know, I've, I've been seeing you guys on Instagram and stuff. And Angela, I believe you were the one who kind of started writing the music in the first place. But like, when did you put the band together? And how did you decide to do it together as siblings? Because you could have probably just turned to some people that were kind of in your age group or in your grade and said, you guys want to start a band, right? Right. So I was actually in fourth grade when all this started. I was performing on my own, just me singing with my guitar. And one day, um, I had another performance coming up, but we decided, hey, um, Austin plays the drums, Sam could pick up another instrument, why don't we try to do this together? So we started learning a song together. She actually started with keyboard, and she was playing for about two years, right? Yep. Two years on keyboard before switching to bass. Yeah, because anybody can play bass, right? Um, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> That's usually what happens. It's always like somebody who plays guitar or a different instrument, and then they have to come play bass because nobody has a bass player. But you don't just play bass. You actually play it really well because I have seen you playing some Flea, some Chili Peppers, some Green Day, all this other stuff, right? So, like, what do you – what like, how did you decide that you were going to, like, actually decide to be a, a really good bass player not just sit there and play the, the, the root notes? Um, well, it started – when my mom brought up the fact that she was in a band and I didn't know like what instruments were there besides guitar and drums because I didn't really know what a bass was at the time. So yeah. I got it for Christmas and I started out with Still Breathing by Green Day. And after playing bass for a while, I started hearing bass lines in songs. Like the next one I learned was, well, tried to learn was Around the World by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. 
which is hard because yeah. I was like a begin a beginner basis, but after yeah, like, that's like slap like, and pop too, right? It's yeah. not just like playing with a, a pick or something. <laughs> yeah, after a year or two of playing bass, I was able to pick it up pretty well. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, I think when you talk about especially like punk rock basis or you know really good rock basis, we talk about Flea and um mike durnt from green day those guys actually know what they're doing so those are two guys that when you listen to them you're like oh man they actually play bass they don't just sit there and be like you know follow the guitarist right so um and then austin i know you you've done some covers uh i think you even did an offspring cover where they were like they re-mentioned you on their on instagram or something like that so what got you into drums in the first place were you just like hey our parents think that we should be rock musicians so let's do it um so I love music like the Foo Fighters, Green Day, Red Hot Chili Peppers, but the drums always stick out to me. And my uncle is also a drummer. So, gotcha. you know, I was thinking about it for a while and my parents got me a drum set for my birthday. And it was sitting there for a bit, but my mom encouraged me to like pick up the instrument and I learned the basic rock beats from YouTube and I started playing with my mom. And then I got a bigger drum set, got into covers, and yeah, that's around the time we started the band. Nice. So your mom is the one that's making you guys listen to all this good music, and, and she's the one to blame for your guys' rock obsession? Is that what it is? Well, my dad was the one that actually introduced the Red Hot Chili Peppers to me. Yeah. <laughs> so their, their love of music kind of wore off, because most kids your age probably aren't listening to the Chili Peppers. And I did see that you guys actually went and watched them at the Allegiant Stadium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pretty awesome i actually had a press pass to go and i had another one at brooklyn bowl and i kind of told those bands there that i was going to go see them so i had to miss out on the chili peppers and the strokes which absolutely killed me but <laughs> i had somebody else take my place and i was like man this is probably i'm going to regret this forever but i have to go to this other show too so um but yeah i think that you know when you're talking about these kinds of bands um you know it it's it's like some of it's even like a little older than me. It's kind of like my older brother's kind of music. Cause like green day came out when I was in probably like, I don't know, sixth or seventh grade. And it wasn't really, it wasn't kind of one of my favorite bands at the time, but you know, tell me how you guys kind of see that kind of music, hear it and then say, okay, this is kind of good. And then what's kind of com comparable to what's happening right now in music. Is there any bands that you guys like that are similar to these bands or kind of keep that rock kind of genre alive for you? Uh, yeah, um, I also really like listening to Blink-182 and Simple Plan. Like, I like more pop-punk stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what got me into it, like, other than I grew up around that kind of music. Like, um, my mom's ringtone was American Idiot when I was a kid. So nice. I always associated that with, oh, that's my dad coming home or something like that. Yeah. And it wasn't really until fourth grade that... Um, I started learning the names of all these different bands and I just really loved Green Day, like the American Idiot album. And I think Revolution Radio came out that year. So I got into that and started listening to all of their stuff. Yeah. See, that was already too late for me. Like by then I was like, I'm already done with Green Day. Like I've already listened to enough of them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you. so uh, Angela, you're 15, I believe. Samantha, you're 14 and Austin, you're 12, correct? So yes. you guys are you're less like combined. You're almost my age. So that's how old I am. <laughs> um, you know, I, I did say that I, I've, I've actually seen you guys um, play on, on Instagram and, you know, uh, 
some pretty impressive stuff. But do you guys, I know like Samantha, for example, you pretty much play like whole covers right on Instagram. Do you like do that just so that you can kind of prepare yourself? Or are you doing it for a reason so that way other kids might get inspired by this? Well, I usually do it for like the fun of it. A lot yeah. of it is because I really enjoy playing bass. But another bonus is you get like more, what's the word? But more people can see like what you're visibility. Doing. Um, I've gotten a few comments like, oh, I want to pick up bass. What should I do? So I like helping people find what instrument they want to play. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, do you ever go back and play keyboards at this point or are you just pretty much strictly bass now? Um, if I see a piano or a keyboard, I will try to remember like how yeah. to play it, but it's just almost gone now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like language. If you don't speak it for a couple of years, you forget everything. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So the one thing I want to say is the main reason why I wanted to talk to you guys today is because I think when, when people think of like sibling rock bands, right, they think it's like, you know, Jonas Brothers or Hanson, um, you know, these bands that are like pop rock artists, you know, they, they're nothing against them. I think those are both talented bands. Like they have good musical skills, but I don't like their music. Um, they definitely have their haters for sure. But I don't think you guys are on par with that. They're, there's other bands out there. One specifically, uh, I would say Radkeef. They're from uh, Missouri. I don't know if you guys heard of them. They actually toured with Foo Fighters two years ago. Um, so they're a very cool band. They're three brothers from Missouri. Um, play really, really good rock music. I feel like you guys are kind of more on that line. You're a little bit more punk rock. Well, I shouldn't even say that. They play some pretty punk stuff too. Um, but I think, you know, that's the kind of vein that I, I think people should be listening to your music in and 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 you definitely do carry the torch of, of punk and alternative rock kind of blended together in like a grungy punk kind of sound. But what would, you, what would you guys say to someone who says, oh, you're just kids or sibling bands seem like a bit of a gimmick or what? Like people who would just like dismiss you if they hadn't heard of you or heard you yet. Well, what they don't know is, is music is more than just like a hobby to us. Um, it's always been like a huge part of our lives. Like we grew up around music even before we played instruments. So it's our passion. It's, it's a huge part of our life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you're going to be playing music for ever? Like, do you see this as like, uh, you know, I don't, well, I don't want to make your parents mad, but do you think that instead of like going to college or something like that, do you think you'll be playing in a band and touring? Or do you think that you'll go to college and get, get like a music scholarship or something like that? I would like to go to college just to have, Another. It's overrated, let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, I think music would be something great to do, but I know sometimes that doesn't always work out, so I'd like to yeah. go to college to like get a degree in... Well, right now I'm interested in engineering, nice. so I might get a degree in that and have it as a backup in case music doesn't work out. Yeah, well, there's definitely a few, especially punk rock guys, who actually got engineering degrees. I think one of the guys from Descendants and one of the guys from Mr. T Experience both have engineering degrees. So you'd be in a long line of great musicians who decided to have a backup plan. <laughs> so I think I've listened to your guys' album probably 15 times already. Um, when I wrote this, when I wrote the kind of script for this, I said six times, but I think I've listened to it at least nine times since then. Um, you know, it only came out, what, the third, and I only started listening to it like a week ago. Um, but I would say that for people who haven't heard it yet, you know, what Teenage Angst is one of the best albums I've heard all year. 
I think I, I don't even know what I gave it for a, a rating. It was like 4.7 or 4.8 out of five, which is quite high, especially for, you know, doing everything like yourselves and not going to like a professional recording studio and, you know, having like Capitol Records sign you or something like that. Um, so I think it's pretty good. I don't, I don't usually even listen to many albums multiple times because wow. I have to listen to so many new albums. So I don't get the time to listen to a new album too many times, but um, you know, I think what you guys have done is pretty, pretty incredible. And I will say it's, it's, it's full of spirit and grit, which like for teenage bands, like, and this is no knock on like the Linda, Linda, Linda or any bands like that out there, but it's definitely more like pop than it is rock. And it doesn't seem to have as much behind the lyrics when I'm listening to your lyrics. I'm like, man, it reminds me of me when I was in you know ninth, 10th, 11th and 12th grade when I was like, I really feel like this is like I have problems. And like, you know, when people mostly write about it in music, it's like, Oh, this is like a teenager's problem. But when I think most people, when you're going through high school, there's a lot of things that you think about that you don't think about later in life. So, um, you know, to many bands, like, I think you're going to see like, you know, this kind of genre that you guys are in, you know, like I said, alt rock, grunge, punk kind of era. And there's, there's just going to be like, thinking well how do they even think to write like this are their parents writing their lyrics or who's writing this and how do you go about writing these songs well all of us have written at least one song off the album like austin wrote limbo uh and then samuel like I wrote three. three songs and then i wrote six okay. so uh what we do is if one of us has an idea like we'll try and get it together as much as possible and then we'll take it to the band and show them and then eventually we'll all play it together until we adjust it to what to write like what we feel is right and will be best in the song yeah so you're writing the lyrics first and then kind of coming up with a melody to go with it or is it kind of like melody and lyrics and then putting it to music uh for me personally it's all over the place like sometimes yeah. i'll start with like a guitar riff like parasite um that's all it was at first it was just guitar then there are other others like better half it was lyrics first before it yeah. was anything else um and i know there are definitely a few where it was melody first for me so i don't yeah. really have a structure with that yeah with me i like writing the melody first just because it helps you match up what lyrics or like the rhythm of what the lyrics should be sure. but with ode to you i was like really really thinking that day and i just wrote down all the stuff i was feeling and I was like, oh, these would make good lyrics. So I added a melody to it, and that became part of the album. That's pretty cool. Austin, how do you do it? Do you just start writing, or do you just, like, play a beat and, like, start rapping over the top of it and then, like, hey, can we make this a song? <laughs> yeah, so when I write my songs, I like to start with lyrics and melody. I just forget everything else for now, just lyrics and melody, and... As I keep writing, I make sure it's in the melody. It's like it stays within the rhythm. Nice. And once I'm satisfied, then I show it to them. And yeah. Nice. So, do you ever feel like you've written something and you're like, man, this might not be good enough, or man, this might be too personal. I don't want to share it with my siblings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Times like at first, I was really, really reluctant to finish writing and showing them I wish I were a demon like I remember I was I was thinking about it for a good week before I showed it to them I was like do I really want to show this or 
should I change the lyrics a little bit? Just because they know me, they know me really well. Like, it's not like I'm, it's a stranger listening to it. They're, they're my family. So yeah. sometimes it's kind of hard to show them a song that's personal because, you know, then they know what's going on in my head. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think a lot of the stuff that, you know, like I said, when I first heard your guys' music, it reminded me of bands like Blink-182 and MXPX that really got me into music. And, you know, the ups and downs of being a teenager, all the, the, the things that happen within social circles in high school and stuff. Um, do you feel like you could write an endless amount of songs with all the social problems that arise every day in school? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I think I would write about three songs a week, if not more when I was in high school. And I'm like, man, I wish I still had the ability to do that. Cause I could, I could write a song almost every day when I started, but now it's about a, two songs a year or something like that. So don't ever stop. Just keep making music. <laughs> And then uh, I think I have a few favorites. I, I did mention this to you guys, obviously, through the album review that I did for it. But uh, that song, I Wish I Were a Demon, I think it was pretty clever that you brought up the fact that you wish you were a demon so that you wouldn't have demons talking in your head. Yeah. Um, how did you come up with that concept? Because, you know, it's 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 not something I would think of naturally from like, especially from a teenager. It's something like, that would seem like something, uh, an analogy coming from more of an adult who has a lot more, you know, mental anguish. Uh, this is kind of obvious, but I think a lot, like it sounds like a broad statement, but what I mean by that is sometimes I'll just, just be sitting thinking of like really deep in thought of all the what ifs and, uh, specifically with that song, it, it gets to a point where like, okay, I don't want these thoughts in my head anymore. Um, so I wondered like, these are my demons and if I were a demon, would, would they, do they even have demons? Cause you know, they, they are the monster. They are yeah. the thing keeping you down, talking in your head. So I started writing down stuff like on a page in a notebook relating to that kind of concept and eventually tied it all together to make that song. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Cause yeah. Um, you know, when I first saw the title, I was like, I wish I were a demon. Like, what is that about? And then I was like, listening, I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense now. But like, just the title, I was like, I was expecting like a little heavy metal, like rock oh, song or something like that. And I was like, no, nah, it's not a heavy metal rock song. It's just a, you know, a punk song about wishing that you didn't have to think like you do, basically. So pretty cool. Who wrote uh, January 28th, by the, by the way? I did. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one actually gives me too. That's a pretty good song. Um possibly my favorite kind of melody on the whole album um what did what kind of went into that that song specifically obviously it's about some sort of regret that happened earlier in the year right so like you're saying let's go back to january 28th but what was what was the inspiration for that song uh i was i remember that day obviously it was january 28th um i realized oh hey it's been a year since you know i did something that maybe i didn't want to and it's, it was just in my head for so long. Like every time I would think about it, it was just like regret, shame, that kind of stuff. Um, and music is, it's always my outlet for getting my feelings out. Yeah. So um, I wrote down what I felt like during the moment after um, kind of explaining myself in a way. Yeah. It was, this was kind of like, uh, it seems like it's kind of talking to a specific person, like you'd wrong somebody. It's not like you robbed a bank, right? Oh, no. <laughs> no. 
is that kind of on the on the on the on the kind of on the head there where like you're speaking to somebody who you feel like you might have said something wrong to or something like that yeah kind of yeah okay well we'll keep it a secret then i guess yeah (laughs) (laughs) have you have you ever told anybody that you've written a song about them and then had them listen to it or you just don't tell people who it's about i don't tell people who i write my songs about besides these two (laughs) yeah and they'll take it to their grave they don't have a choice (laughs) (laughs) very cool so i do want to mention obviously that you guys you know like i said before you're very talented but uh from uh, i think your your dad had mentioned that you guys do have some pretty skilled teachers as well um angela i don't know if you actually had ever taken lessons i'm not sure but i know samantha you work with uh essentially one of the killers uh guitar players uh so he's it's uh, Ted Sabley, I think is his name. And then Austin, you have a, uh, a teacher in town. Did you guys want to kind of essentially talk about how that's worked out for you? Because, you know, you can work with a lot of people and not everybody's going to take, especially a teenager, and then try to get them to play at a high level, right? Because p- most people don't have the patience. I mean, especially with kids, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I started actually taking lessons, um, my teacher's name was Casey Carmody. Like, I think it was really him that got me into actual songwriting. Like I wanted to learn electric guitar, just jump right into solos and stuff. So I was a bit thrown off when he started me off with classical guitar and reading music. But the more I got into that, the more I was able to tie everything together. Like, okay, this stuff in classical music, this technique it's seen in like rock songs or the scale or um, playing sets or modes. Yeah, but isn't that just so boring, though? Don't you just want to pick up some tabs and start shredding on a solo? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, actually, I actually love playing classical music. Like, okay. Um, I'm in orchestra at school. Like, I have been for the past year. I They let me be in it as a guitarist because um, I think the music is really beautiful. It's um, not appreciated enough, in my opinion, especially, like, yeah. classical guitar. Um it, like once you start listening to that, you really get to hear things that you wouldn't normally want to listen to. Like it's it's a different feeling listening to classical music. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And I mean, just even trying to learn how to read music and apply the music theory of everything. I mean, I didn't even learn music theory until I was probably 35. So you're you got like 20 plus years on me. So <laughs> and Samantha, uh, how about you with uh, with your teacher? Um, I actually started taking lessons at Nevada Music Academy. I did that for like maybe a year or two. My first song with that teacher was actually Johnny Be Good because it's like a walking bass line, kind of yeah. straightforward. And he introduced me to Higher Ground, the cover by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So I thought that was really cool. But like then quarantine hit and we stopped lessons. Yeah, that's uh, good. Mm-hmm. And then my dad actually met Ted Supply at his work and he mentioned that he was the touring guitarist of the killers and he does lessons. So I've been taking lessons with him for a year or two now and he got me into songwriting and recently we did start the music theory. So it's not my favorite thing in the world, but <laughs> yeah. like it definitely helps with writing bass lines. Like the bass line of She's a Girl is actually based around what I learned from the music theory. Yeah. And that's what's well, an interesting thing that you mentioned because you can kind of And I wouldn't say like, I don't know the timeline of all these songs, but you can kind of tell there's like a progression of 
a little bit of skill between some of the songs where it's like, well, that one probably seems like they were a little younger and this one seems like they're a little bit older, but you do throw some bass lines in there where you're like doing some walking lines and you even have a solo on um, a little solo, but then I think it's like a little, a little drum solo, a little bass solo on one song. I can't remember which one it was, but I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> how about you, Austin? What were you, how many, uh, you, you said you've been playing drums for a while. So how, how, how's that started and what teachers are you working with? Um, so about a year after like learning off of YouTube videos, my mom and I felt like I would learn more from a professional drummer, a real teacher. And we like we all started at Nevada Music Academy, but I stayed there because I had a really good teacher. His name is Mark Gooden. Um, I was scared of him at first because um, I was just a lot younger and I didn't really know what to think, but he kept encouraging me to keep playing. He taught me so many rudiments and he's really good at using one thing to teach another thing to teach another thing. And it really helps. It really helped to get me to where I am now. Like yeah. I the rudiments and types of fills. Um, that he teaches me in my songs. Like for example, in Numbo, he says, hey, you should use a four stroke rough. And that's the fill I did towards the end of the song. Nice. And yeah, he also does covers with me. Um, I learned YYZ by Rush with him. That wow. took a few months. Yeah. Well, I mean, Neil Parrott is like the greatest drummer of all time. So it is pretty difficult. I mean, the, the only difference between Neil Parrott and everybody else is everybody else can try to learn how to play what he does, but he's the one that actually invented it and played it in the first place. And I was like, how did you ever figure out how to do that? That's insane. But yeah, even to just be able to play it is difficult enough. <laughs> cool. So, and then do you know what you're going to be doing like next? Are you working on blast beats and like double bass pedal or what do you got going on? Um, yeah, he's encouraging me to work on the double bass pedal lately. Um, I forgot what it was called, but we're starting a new topic for rudiments. Um, we used to do a lot of covers, but we kind of progressed that into just learning all the drumming styles yeah. that apply to my songs. And That's yeah. cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited because I don't think you have to play double bass pedal. And there's plenty of drummers who will just say flat out, I'm not going to play double bass pedal. I can play well enough without it. But at some point you, you should try using it to see like if you like it or not, because it's, it's interesting. It can definitely sound, it can make it sound different in ways that you might like or not. So good luck with it. I, uh, I'm still very unskilled at double bass pedal, but I do play it sometimes. <laughs> I don't use it in the beats the same way as some other drummers, but yeah, I do use it. I did use it in a lot of fills and I wish I were a demon. And yeah, in one big fill in OTU. Nice, I'll have to check that out because I don't I don't recall see, hearing, but I probably wasn't paying attention at the <laughs> right time. So yeah, well I think the band's been kind of on a wild ride, especially lately because you guys have played some shows. You guys won. Uh, I think the the city of Henderson basically had a battle of bands. You guys won that. Uh, everybody else was like, "Who in the heck are these kids? They're blowing us out of the water." Um, and then you guys just got done playing on Friday. Life is beautiful at the rising star stage. So how was that? And how has this journey gone so far? 
that was a it was a lot of fun um i really like playing life is beautiful because like it draws a crowd of like variety of people who like different music in yeah. like we walked around a bit that day to listen to some of the other artists and it was nice to see the variety of music there was and as far as getting to this point goes like it, it feels like it happened so fast yeah yeah like we went from like like begging for shows for a few years like only getting maybe one or two a year um then we had that battle of the bands in henderson that really like put us out there and now we've been like playing multiple shows a month yeah yeah and i think it's kind of hard because obviously there's not a lot of all ages shows in Las Vegas because everything's either a bar or a casino or something like that. Right. So it's like, you have to be 21 and over. Um, but you guys, I mean, they've, they've kind of opened up a few new places lately, but are you guys planning on playing any shows for the rest of the year? Or are you guys kind of just waiting it out because you're in school right now? We've got a few shows yeah. already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I think we have like maybe two or three in October. Um, we've already got some in November and December. <laughs> nice. And it's going to all be in town, I assume, right? You're not like traveling yeah, across. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Cool. So we'll actually be able to get a see you later this year, which is pretty insane. What else? Like, did you guys get to meet any of these, like, ba like any bands that you were like looking forward to at Life is Beautiful with all of your backstage access? Uh, well, we didn't meet them, but we watched them. We didn't get, we didn't really go use the VIP or backstage passes because only one parent got an artist band. Gotcha. So the other one, we had a general admission pass, so we just I'd stick together instead of leaving. Yeah, you weren't like, all right, see you later then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's pretty interesting because, yeah, if it was me, I'd be like, all right, give me a half hour. I'll be right back. I'm going to go try to meet as many people as I want and then come back. But, yeah, did you guys you guys watch the Arctic Monkeys, though? We they didn't were stay. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, Austin and I, we were, like, wiped out. Like, you fell asleep, right? Yeah, I don't know how I was zoning out that much. I was just on the floor. <laughs> I was so into Cage the Elephant, though. I turned around because I didn't see them anymore. They were sitting on the ground. Like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah, I, stand up. I stood up for, like, maybe four songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've seen them a couple times. I, I, I tell everybody, I'm like, that Matt guy from Cage the Elephant has way too much energy. I don't know what he... Yeah. He's drinking too much Mountain Dew or something. He's like a maniac. But yeah, he's uh he's pretty that the show is pretty crazy because like when when I'm thinking like oh I want to go see a rock show I'm not thinking I want to see some guy doing gymnastics basically but oh, yeah. <laughs> he, that's pretty much what he's doing. <laughs> that's cool. Um, so I think a lot of team a lot of teens obviously have trouble finding a passion or a hobby to latch onto. Um, you know, most of the people that I know, especially you know after they graduate high school, have absolutely nothing going on. They're just like, oh, I'm just gonna get a job and that's it, and like hang out with my friends and sit on social media. So I think a lot of people kind of suffer from anxiety, depression and stuff like that. Cause they don't have a creative outlet. Like you guys obviously find music to be enjoyable. Do you have any advice for anybody who like was looking for a way to express themselves? And can you tell them kind of how music's helped you kind of do that? Uh, my advice is to kind of try everything. Like um, when I was little, and like up through middle school, I like writing stories, drawing comics or just drawing in general. But like sometimes that felt more like a chore than music did. Um, so it's good to like have a variety of things that you want to try out. And, you know, you found your passion when 
you know, you could spend hours and hours doing that with no problems and maybe want to do that for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say just like continuing what she said, just do what you love doing. I had a lot of hobbies before I got yeah. jobs, like from sports to magic. I would stick for it for two months and then <laughs> gone. But drums, it's the only hobby I've really stuck with for a long time. So I know that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So you just yeah. find your drum set. <laughs> with yeah. me, I actually did start with guitar. And I did that for, what, two years? And Year and a half. Huh? Year and a half. Year and a half. Not even two years. <laughs> but then I switched to keyboard. That obviously didn't happen. <laughs> and then I found bass, which holds stuck with me till now. So I can see myself yeah. doing that in the future. So my advice to people is don't just try one or two things. It may not work out. You just have to like keep on trying everything, like Angela said. Or Yeah. And I feel like you're just going to run through all the instruments and get bored with all of them. Be like, I've mastered them all. I'm good now. I'm s I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I did drums a little bit too. Oh, that yeah. did not last a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. The We're harmonica. We do not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, Austin, if you were doing sports and magic, you might have been really famous because you'd be like, make a, a baseball disappear mid throw or something like that and strike every batter out. You'd have been like, <laughs> been in the mlb like tomorrow <laughs> just gotta combine the two things but yeah no it's awesome that you guys you know because like i think most kids are just gonna i i did the exact same thing like i did drawing i, I wrote stories i wrote poetry like yeah. did everything until i realized that oh you can make songs with this stuff and then like play music and and make it even more enjoyable like combining two of your favorite things so um, I don't think I was even able to sing while playing until probably three or four years after I started playing guitar either. But it was like, I'll play the songs, no idea how I'm going to be able to sing them, but I'll keep the melody in my head and then I'll play them when I, when I figure out how to sing to them. So, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I started in high school. So that's pretty good, a uh, pretty good way to do it. I think because there's, I think you should, everybody should have like 10 hobbies and then just pick the two best ones you like and then pay attention to those the most. So what do you guys hope will become of the band when you get older? Are you thinking that you guys are going to keep doing this beyond high school? Obviously, Angela's going to graduate first and Austin's going to be like, what's going on, guys? I'm still back here in high school after you guys are gone. Um, I, I would hope that we can continue to do this as it, um, in the future. And I think part of the thing that makes that more possible is the fact that we're siblings. Like, they're not going away. Might as well do something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, maybe if you go off somewhere to college, then you go away. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. And then obviously we'll add some uh, links to your guys' music in the notes below this episode and, and, and all that stuff. So that way people can check out the album and, you know, follow you guys on Instagram and all that stuff. But do you guys have any, you know, anything else that you want to talk about? Plug, uh, give any shout outs to anybody before we go today? Shout out to my mom and dad for introducing us to like all this music and to my teacher, Ted Supply, who has helped with, well, all of us actually get to where we are. Um, shout out to 11th Street Records and for helping us record and mix our music, like specifically Dean Gray, like what he did with the last couple of songs we recorded, like we were blown away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Shout out to Mr. Mart, just the best drum teacher ever. If you're a drummer and you're looking for a teacher, just find Mark Gooden. He's really great. Yeah, and, and you, you're going to get a referral bonus for every person you send his way, right? So he'll kick back 20 bucks to you. <laughs> awesome. So one last question before we sign off. What new music, a new album, new artist, something like that from this year, would you guys recommend to people to check out other than the Dollheads? Conan Gray. <laughs> that was my answer. Um, um, I like Beach Bunny. Another, another band, like local bands, uh, you should check out like Arlo. Um, mm-hmm. We met them back in July when we did the Play for Pride show. Um, I love watching them. Like I've seen them twice. We've performed with them once, and every time they play, it's like I get goosebumps from some of their songs. Yeah. Yeah. Medicine by Arlo. Yes, that is Medicine. By far one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, actually, they're they're actually the next. So we're we're, we're recording this in September. Oh. Next Monday is, I think, the episode that Arlo comes out, and then you guys will come out like two weeks later. So, <laughs> and that's actually how I found out about you guys because um, I want to say Alex from yeah. Uh, from, <laughs> yeah. yeah from from Arlo mentioned. So yeah, I was like, "You're right; these guys are awesome." I can't believe that I didn't know about them, but obviously, got to hear about you somehow, right? <laughs> um, another really good local band is Planet Vertigo. Um, the drummer Noah, he's like my older brother. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, they're really nice and they're really good at their music. So, yeah. Cool. I'll have to check them out. I haven't heard of them. You said Planet Vertigo, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I haven't heard of them actually. I'll go check them out too. Well, that's pretty cool. So, we got some recommendations. Obviously, I would say first go check out the Dollheads and then go check out some of these other bands, but you're not going to be disappointed either way. Uh, you know, guys, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. If you guys want to check out the Dollheads album, go to the show notes below this episode. Click on the links. Go check out anything else that they've got. Their Instagram. Go follow them there. Um, because they are a band I think you'll probably hear more of and more of and more of in the next couple of years. And for good reason. They freaking rock. So uh, go check out those links. Uh, remember the, the, that the Powered by Rock podcast is powered by our listeners. If you want to show us some support, please be sure to subscribe and share the podcast on social media. You can also make a donation to the Powered by Rock podcast to help us keep making some awesome episodes with awesome guests like the Dollheads here. And you can find that link as well. So you can go see the full video interview on our YouTube channel and Spotify now as well. If you want to check out some awesome articles, album reviews, lists, and interviews, go to PoweredByRock.com to read our absolutely free rocking blog. Also find our gear and merch as well so you can pick up some items to play and look like a rock legend. That's our show for today. We'll see you soon for the next episode. Until then, rock on. Supposed to be easy